A little while ago, I introduced you to two men who are doing ministry in the States, uh, to Chris Robbins, who is in San Francisco, and to Crawford Stevener. Let me just, uh, several of you have already asked me about how you can connect with them. I've asked Luann Flatgard on the table right outside where you picked up your, your name tag. Christopher Robbins is going to have a sign-up sheet if you want to be on his prayer list or to get mail-outs. Chris, where are you? Can, you, can we use that as well for mail-outs? Okay, so sign up for that if you want to know what's going on and how you can pray for Chris. That's going to be out there as well. Crawford, a, a moment ago, who's at Duke, uh, so we sent copies of his prayer card. This is, um, RUF has taken a step up. This is now laminated. And so you'll want, to, you'll want to pick up a copy of this. He married way up in terms of an attractive wife. And so she's, she's on there and cute kids as well. At this time, I want to ask Colin Dow, my brother from Glasgow, Scotland, if he would come. Um, I don't know why he took off his kilt, if he's, if he's ashamed, but uh, some of the most delightful Lord's Days I've ever spent have been with Colin at Glasgow City Free Church, the most hospitable family, incredibly sweet wife and, and kids. He has his ruling elder, Walter Matheson. Walter, can you raise your hand? Walter is a ruling elder here. Uh, Colin is a second career guy, PhD in chemistry, came to the ministry late. He is the pastor of a Scottish megachurch. Now, for those of you who want to know what the definition of that is, Colin has about 200 folks worshiping at Glasgow City Free Church on a Sunday morning, which is a, which is a Scottish megachurch. Yeah, it's pretty big. And he also uh, introduced me to, to Scottish professional rugby, which is uh, if you go, you've got a game to take you to a match. But what I'm going to ask Colin to do is uh, I want to, in, in the first session of church planters, we talked about domestic opportunities. I want to ask Colin and then Martin Martinson, first of all, Colin, if he would talk about some of the titanic shifts that are happening on the Scottish scene, Church of Scotland congregations leaving and coming into the free church. This is sort of an astounding thing that no one ever thought would happen. And then secondly, I want him to to inform you about opportunities for ministry for you for church planting or coming alongside a church planting in Scotland. Yeah, thanks a lot, Carl. I'm, I'm not going to tell folk here what you said about um, American football after you'd been to a rugby game. Um, hey, listen, it's a great game, rugby. You've got to watch it sometime. Thank you very much for the opportunity uh, to speak. It's been great to be here uh, for the last number of years. And uh, I took Terry's uh, advice very, very um, seriously. That's why I've not been here for the last three years, because uh, kind of family, that kind of age. And it's great to see David Strain as well. Great buddy. Um, Scotland is really changing in its ecclesiastical scene. Um, the free church was always considered kind of weird, um, kind of highland, um, but antiquated, a bit far out. Uh, and to be honest, there's been a sense in which it was weird, antiquated, highland, and a bit far out. But over the last number of years, I think we've really uh, crystallized down what the basic principles of our existence were, and we've become far more mainline. Now, I don't say that in terms of we've lost our theological edge in any way, shape, or form, but I think we began to see um, exactly the times in which we live. Um, and so, uh, as times have gone on, we, I would like to think, have held to our positions. Um, in the Lord's providence, uh, the National Church did not, uh, and you will know the National Church, just the same as the PCUSA, have legitimized uh, gay marriage, 
And on that basis, many of uh, the, the, the most prominent evangelical ministers of the Church of Scotland have, have come over to the, to the Free Church. And uh, we don't welcome them with any sense of schadenfreude because our, our intention from the very beginning of the inception of the Free Church was that we would like to return into a pure church of Scotland. And so it would be our intention in the long term that the Church of Scotland, of course, would see some revival. Um, so we've had many ministers, including Sinclair, um, and there's a minister of my own congregation as well, who have come over to us and some other congregations as well. Um, we, we, we still pray for those of our brothers who are, remain in the Church of Scotland. Uh, we bear them no ill will whatsoever. Some of them are in very difficult situations. Um, and uh, it may not be in interests to leave their denomination at this time. So uh, it's a changing ecclesiastical scene. But in answer to your second point, I think Scotland's at a stage in its history where there's never been greater problems and challenges, but also very rarely have there been greater opportunities for gospel service. Um, we're planning churches in the free church, a uh, little bit left, right, and center at the moment. Um, we're not quite at the San Francisco stage. I was really interested in what you said about San Francisco. People are still kind of suspicious of us. Uh, Scotland has become a very uh, secularistic nation. Between 1.5 and 2% of people in Glasgow attend any form of evangelical church on a Lord's Day. Uh, what's that? One out of every 50, one out of every 75. At this stage, can I just point to Norman Mackay over there wearing the pink shirt? Uh, Norman is planning a church in Govan, which is one of the most difficult areas in the whole of Scotland. Um, Norman's doing a fantastic job. He's actually a Govan boy. And he understands Govan people like no one else can. If you want to spend a good evening tonight, ask him some stories about Govan. Um, he's a fantastic guy. Uh, we've got a brilliant theological seminary in Edinburgh now. Uh, Ivor Martin, who's the principal there, sitting beside Walter Ivor. Put your hand up, please. Um, so one of the opportunities that you might want to take, take, take advantage of is that ETS, Edinburgh Theological Seminary, actually offers postgraduate degrees. So, so why don't you think about perhaps doing a postgraduate degree in Edinburgh? Um, but we're church planting. We also have deep needs in our own congregation of Glasgow City Free Church. We've got a preaching station in a very needy part of the, of the city called Cambus Lang. George Whitfield preached in 1743 in Cambus Lang to 42,000 people gathered on the hillside. That's amazing given that the population of Glasgow at the time was only 16,000. Um, now in Cambus Lang there is one kind of evangelical church and there's our preaching station and that's it. So um, we've got a preaching station out there. We'd love, we'd love some help. We, we work in the business district in town. 30,000 people work around our building. Um, we've got so much work to do. Student work, uh, evangelistic work, family work, every work. We don't need Americans to come and lead us. We need Americans to come and serve with us. Um, thank you very much for the opportunity to speak. And thank you very much to IPC for all your encouragement over the years. Thank you. Thanks, Carl. Thank you. <laughs> Martins, if you would come up. Martins is studying in London, and for those of you who know Dick Lucas, who was the pastor at St. Helens Bishopgate, now the pastor is William Taylor. Martins is studying there at St. Helens. He's getting back to getting ready to go home to Riga, Latvia, to church plant. And I'm going to ask Martins if he would share with us what are the challenges, what are the hopes as he goes back. Thank you. Um, I think Latvia, um, because of the vacuum and our history, um, the challenges and opportunities come from the same place. Uh, because um, 
we don't have Reformed Church there. I mean, we have Reformed Church there, but it's very weak and very small. And therefore, what we are doing, we are doing from scratch. So there are many, many opportunities as we are doing that. But at the same time, if we don't have good songs, if we don't have um, basic structures and presbytery and other things like that, it can be challenging at the same time. So as, as um, I finish my training, our hope is that when I go back to Latvia, we'd be able to strengthen the Reformed church work that is taking place in Riga. We have two small congregations. They're based in, in the central part of Riga. And we have been starting to, to work in, in one of the areas in Riga uh, where there's almost no gospel presence, not to even mention reform presence. So our hope is that we'll be able to start intentional ministry, um, church plant ministry in, in that area. And uh, it is exciting, but as I said, because of our history, it is also very hard um, most of the church people are first-generation believers because of the Soviet times. A lot of the modern people who live in, in the capital are secular or neo-pagan. And therefore, the ground is, is very hard. And for those who, of you who know um, what's it like to work in a city, you can understand and, and relate to those issues. But... Um, because Christianity was banned for these 50 years, we have many people who are, like in San Francisco, who have never heard of gospel. So they are really interested in, in hearing. And therefore, we as family, we are excited for the opportunity to, to, to be in London learning uh, from guys who have been doing uh, word-based ministry for decades and who have been doing missional ministry, uh, church planting, uh, church revitalizing ministry, and we want to see something like that take place in Riga, in our capital. And we, we believe that um, because of our connections with people in Russia, Belarus, and other countries around the Baltic Sea, Riga could be a springboard for, for something bigger that we, than we can actually imagine. So um, I have made a small booklet, and I, I hope they will be available there on the table, um, about Latvia in general and, and about some of the efforts that we are trying to, uh, to do in Riga. Before dinner time, I'm going to ask if you would gird up your mind. You might want to stand up and stretch for just a second as Dr. Duncan comes and is going to treat us with a lengthy presentation on Matthew Henry.